Well, we want to welcome you to the 2011 Karis Bible College Men's Advance, and we just want to say thank you for coming. We are excited for what we're going to be doing here over the next couple of days, and you know, I've had a chance to talk to some people, and I know some of you came from a distance. In fact, I met John down here, and he's from Alaska. Why don't you stand up, John? Is there anybody that has traveled afar? Runs to rattle off the state. Minnesota. Minnesota. Thousand miles. Thousand miles. <laughs> Iowa. Heard Iowa. Chicago. Chicago. Is there anybody from another country? Kansas. There's a group from Kansas. <laughs> we have some stories. This is Steve Dankel, and he's a pastor out of western Kansas, and they have a group of how many? 33 people here. So we want to welcome them. We got somebody here from Pennsylvania. Very good. Texas, I'm sorry. Oh, come on. No. <laughs> All right, Texas. Indiana. Jersey. Joyzy. Joyzy. I also want to acknowledge uh, Lance Welgen is a graduate that also works at the Colorado Springs Rescue Mission. Why don't you stand up, Lance? And I've... And Lance was also on the TV broadcast this week. Any of you seen the Healing Journey story? Anybody see that? Raise your hand. Okay, stand up again, Lance, so they can see you. All right. And Lance brought a group from the Springs Rescue Mission. How many of you are here? About 35 from the Springs Rescue Mission. So we're excited. Praise God. Well, I wanted to give you a brief idea of what we're going to do. Did everybody get one of these little packets here? Everybody got it? You didn't get one, Dave? Well, you're even featured in here. Well, um, it has on the opening page here, it has a brief schedule, but we're going to be doing a few things different, mainly tomorrow. We have the option of uh, going bowling after the morning session, and the, the cost of that bowling tournament is $6. It is a tournament. It includes uh, two games and your shoes. And uh, we have a map. There is Chris in here. Chris isn't in here. But we have a bowling table set up in the back room where you registered. And uh, we need you to sign up tonight at the latest tomorrow morning before the meeting. If you are not interested in bowling, typically we have about 100 people that go bowling. We are offering workshops this year in the afternoon. And uh, we have Barry Bennett, one of the instructors at the school, that is going to teach a class. And uh, you got some of the students clapping for that. He's a very popular teacher. And then we also have Jim Ertle, who works at the ministry. And um, he's going to be speaking as well. So we're going to be uh, offering some workshops. And, um, so, and then we have, uh, obviously, Dave Hinton doing our praise and worship. Everybody know Dave Hinton? And we also have Daniel Amstutz. He's a praise and worship leader here at Karis Bible College. Daniel, where are you at? There you are. Stand up, Daniel. So I believe this year we're offering just, a, just some wonderful teaching coming up and wonderful praise and worship, and we're just going to have a good time. Amen? 
All right, a few announcements. All right, I talked about the bowling. Please sign up. Um, I am going to be drawing prizes. See this table over here? We have purchased some men's tools and uh, some prizes here. So here's the catch on the prizes. We are going to be drawing a name. Everybody that's registered, everybody that's here has their name in this little bucket here. And um, at the very beginning of each session, we will be drawing a name. The only thing is, is you must be here at the beginning of the session. If you're not here, we go on to another name. So I encourage you to walk by that table and uh, look at those prizes that we're going to be giving away. We do ask that you um, have water in the auditorium only. No drinks, and uh, that's just uh, in an effort to keep our building clean and carpet and all that. So please only use water, and we do have water for um, purchase. You're on the honor system, and that is out in the break rooms, if you could uh, do that. After each session tonight, we're going to have a little, we could have some fellowship in the break room there. We have air hockey back there. We have a little uh, bean toss. We have snacks, drinks. In that, so we just want to encourage you to uh, stay in fellowship after the meeting here. We'll we'll just have a good time. It's just not about the teaching, even though we love Andrew's teaching and all that and the worship. But you know, fellowship is a very important part of the Christian experience. Amen. So we just want to encourage that. So stay after the meeting and uh, fellowship. Eat. We all like to eat. Tomorrow morning we will be serving breakfast. Anywhere from beginning at 7 o'clock, and we will be serving till about 8. The meeting starts at 8.30 tomorrow morning. So uh, breakfast tomorrow, we're serving lunch after the meeting, and then we're also doing a dinner tomorrow night. So bring your appetites tomorrow, right? And also, one last announcement. We are offering CDs and DVDs. They will be available at the end of each meeting. We're going to duplicate them right away. If um, you want to get the whole set, you could just wait, and we're going to package them up and uh, just let us know that you're interested in doing that, and you could pick them up at the end of the service Saturday. All right? I believe that's it for the announcements. So after Dave gets uh, uh, done with his, I'll come back up, and we'll draw the, the first prize. I'm giving you a little grace period here that we have a half hour to get in here this, this evening. So we'll go ahead and do that. So let's go ahead and welcome Dave Hinton. Awesome. Hallelujah. Well, I feel welcome. Why don't you give the Lord a great big shout of praise? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I've been, uh, I think this is uh, 12 or 13 years. This is maybe 13. Anyway, it's been a while. Coming, and then Andrew was doing two men's advance a, a year. And I was doing both of them for a while. And, you know, I, I get something. I get uh, enriched and, and I receive something so wonderful every year. And I'm encouraged so much when I leave here. And I, I would just encourage you to just, man, just soak up everything you can soak up. You know, leave some things. If you need to leave some things, drop some things off uh, here. Just drop them off. And that's what this uh, little course is all about. How many of you want to make a deal with God tonight? Trade some junk for some treasure. Hallelujah. So, I'm trading my sorrows. I'm trading all shame. And I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. Anybody got any joy going in here? 
And I'm trading all sickness And I'm trading all pain And I'm laying them down For the joy of the Lord Singing yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord Amen trading my sorrows I'm trading all shame I'm laying it down for the joy of the Lord hey. and I'm trading all sickness I'm trading all pain and I'm laying it down for the joy of the Lord Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Amen. I'm pressed but not crushed, persecuted, not abandoned. Struck down but not destroyed. I'm blessed beyond the curse, for his promise will endure. His joy is going to be my strength. Those sorrows may last for the night. Joy comes in the morning. Come on. I'm trading all sorrows. I'm trading all shame. I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. Hey, I'm trading all sickness. I'm trading all joy of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Singing, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Sing it as loud as you can. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I've always wondered about this song. And I've wondered a lot about some of the songs we sing. It's so easy to come in to church or services like this and sing, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Then walk out and have the Lord say, will you witness for me? No, Lord, no, Lord, no, no, Lord. Not now, Lord, some other time, Lord, huh? Oh, would you walk over there and lay hands on that person? Tell them that I want to heal them. No, Lord, no, Lord, no, no, Lord. They may not want me to. You know, it's not enough just to come in here and sing yes, Lord. But we've got to get out there and just declare, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God and the salvation to all that believe. Amen. Do we have any believers in here tonight? Come on. Hallelujah. I'm pressed but not crushed, persecuted, not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. I'm blessed beyond the curse. 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 You remember them OLPs? I'm blessed beyond the curse, amen. I'm blessed beyond the curse, for his promise will endure. 
This joy's gonna be my strength. Though sorrows may last for the night, joy comes in the morning. Come on, I'm trading all sorrows, and I'm trading all shame. I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. Pain, I'm trading all sickness. I'm trading all pain. I'm laying it down for the joy of the Lord. Now just tell the Lord out the depths of your heart with sincerity. Amen. <laughs> Say yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Just lift up your hands and tell him again. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Singing yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, Jesus never said no. He, he nearly did once, but the woman came for help for her daughter for deliverance. And he said, it's not right to give the children's bread to dogs. And she said, yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the table. And he ended up saying, oh, yes. That's what I've been looking for, some faith like this. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So his word to us is yes. I've heard him say not now. Come on. Hallelujah. And there's things we pray amiss about. But you know what? God's answering us. Yes. Yes. We know that we have the petitions that we ask of him. And the best, play, best way to get in, in tune with the will of God is just praise God. So let's praise him tonight. Let's shake some stuff off. Come on. You got anything you need to shake off? Just shake it off. Let's do this. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let all God's children praise the Lord. up those holy hands shake off those heavy bands let all God's people praise the Lord come on sing it with me come on and praise the Lord praise the Lord let all God's people praise the Lord hey up those holy hands shake off those heavy bands let all God's people praise the Lord thank you Jesus praise the Lord praise the Lord let all God's people praise the Lord 
could be free you see i had been bound for so long it's like all hope was gone oh but as i lift my hands i realize that i can praise you through the circumstance take these shackles off my feet so i can dance i want to praise you i want to praise you Oh, Lord, you broke these chains. Now I can lift my hands. And I'm going to praise you. I'm going to praise you. Have you ever had a bad day? Everything that could go wrong all went wrong at one time. So much pressure fell on me. I thought I was going to lose my mind. But your word, it tells me, if I hold on through the night, you'll stand right by my side. Help me when the fight take these shackles off my feet so I can dance. I'm going to praise you. Lord, I'm going to praise you. Oh, Lord, you broke these chains. Now I can lift my hand. And I'm going to praise you. I'm going to praise you. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord forever. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord forever. Oh, I can't stop praising His name. I just can't stop praising His name. I just can't stop praising the name of Jesus. And I won't stop praising His name. I just won't stop praising His name. I just won't stop praising the name of Jesus. Take these shackles off my feet so I can dance. I'm going to praise you. Lord, I'm going to praise you. Oh, Lord, you broke these chains. Now I can lift my hands. And I'm going to praise you. Lord, I'm going to praise you. In the corner of my mind. I couldn't seem to find a reason to believe that I could be free. You see, I had been bound for so long. It's like all hope was gone. Is anybody here like that tonight? I've already talked to a few. Man, you've brought some stuff and it just seems like you'll never be free from in the corner of my mind, I couldn't seem to find a reason to believe that I could be free. You see, I had been bound for so long. 
It's like all hope was gone. Oh, but as I lift my hands, I realize that I can praise you through the circumstance. You know what? Man, you, some of you have come with some stuff that you're not taking home with you. Thank you, Jesus. You've struggled. Do you know what? The more you come into the presence of God, the more that stuff just falls off. And there's deliverance. I'm telling you what, he's present to heal, he's present to save, and he's present to deliver. And right now is a good starting place just to lift up your hands. As I lift my hands, I praise you through the circumstance. Take these shackles off my feet so I can dance. I'm going to praise you, Lord. I'm going to praise you. Oh, Lord, you broke these chains. Now I can lift my hands. And I'm going to praise you. I'm going to praise you. Well, why don't you go ahead and praise him then right now? Hallelujah. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. He rolls up his sleeves. He's not just putting on the ritz. Our God is an awesome God. There is thunder in his footsteps and lightning in his fist. Our God is an awesome God. Wasn't just choking when he kicked him out of Eden. It wasn't for no reason that he shed his blood. His return is very soon, and so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. When the sky was starless in the void of the night, He spoke into the darkness and created the light. The judgment and wrath poured out at Sodom. The mercy and grace he gave us at the cross. Hope that we have not too quickly forgotten that our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I want to do that number uh, six on the new CD. How many of you know it is amazing what praising will do? Thank you. A lot of things that we struggle with if we just come into his presence. I'll crank it up, man. Just crank it. It's amazing what praising can do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's amazing what praising can do. It's amazing what praising can do. Hallelujah. 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 It's amazing what praising can do. It's amazing what praising can do. Hallelujah. Oh, let's lift up our hands and praise the Lord. Come on. Let's praise Him for His goodness. Praise Him for His love. Oh, let's lift up our hands and praise the Lord. Oh, just lift up your hands and praise the Lord. Cause it's amazing what praising can do. Hallelujah. 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 It's amazing what praising can do. Hallelujah. From the rising of the sun till the time that it goes down, the name of the Lord shall be praised. From the rising of the sun till the time that it goes down, the name of the Lord shall be praised. Oh, His name is far above the nation, His glory above the heavens, and who is like unto the Lord our God who of the sun till the time that it goes down the name of the Lord shall be praised oh yes the name of the Lord shall be praised amen glory to God we'll give him a shout now would be a good time Thank you, Father. You can be seated for a minute. I want to do uh, uh, that number two song on the new one. And but Romans the tenth chapter says, "If you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you shall be saved." Anybody here believe that? Anybody saved here tonight? And uh, so my daughter asked me one time, how many rednecks does it take to put in a light bulb? And I said, all right, tell me.
She said two, one to put in the light bulb and one to write a song about it. <laughs> and I thought, well, you know what? I believe that. Amen. I believe that Jesus died. I believe that God raised him from the dead. And I believe that he's all that we need. He is everything we need. And uh, so anyway, this is a testimony song. Texas, born again in Nashville, Tennessee, and I grew up in a little town called Shawnee, Oklahoma, and I've been lots of places, heaven's home for me, because I gave my heart to Jesus and asked him to forgive me of my sins. I've been washed in the precious blood of Jesus Christ, my Savior. Died on that old cross, God raised him from the dead. He made my heart in love, and I owe everything to him. Can I have just a little bit more mind? city of David, son of God who walked the shores of Galilee. He healed the lame man, raised the dead, opened up the blinded eyes. He came to heal the brokenhearted and to set the captives free. That's why I gave my heart to Jesus and asked him to give me up my sins. And I've been washed in the precious blood of Jesus Christ, my Savior. He died on that old cross. God raised him from the dead. He made my heart in love, and I owe everything to him. Yes, I gave my heart to Jesus. I asked him to forgive me of my sins. And I've been washed in the precious blood of Jesus Christ, my Savior. He died on that old cross. God raised him from the dead. He made my heart in love and I owe everything to him. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Um, if you've ever, I, I had a hard, uh, hard time for two weeks one night. You been there? Anyway, uh, I'd been meditating on the Word, though, and and I tell you that lifts. I'm getting a lot of feedback. And that lifts because Isaiah 26 and 3 says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon thee. Why? Because he trusts in thee. 
And so I'd been meditating on these scriptures. And about 2 o'clock in the morning, I woke myself up rolling out of bed onto my knees uh, just to pray. Just And still these scriptures going on in my mind. And so uh, God gave me a melody, and I've been singing it ever since, since that night. And uh, it just brought so much healing. But how many of you know that God has a plan? And you're not going to find that plan unless you get in the Word. You know, it's not likely you'll find it someplace else. And and then you get your mind on Him. And in Thy Word, David said, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And so in that, there was so much healing because He sent His Word to heal us. Amen. He sent His Word and healed us. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Amen. So I think they've got the words ready. But I, I'm going to sing this uh, tonight, maybe again tomorrow. But I, I hope that the word itself, if not the, the music, but I hope the word just uh, gets in your heart that this is the victory that overcomes the world. And, and I know, I know that all things work together for the good. I don't, don't always know how, but I know that they do for them that love God. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Number one. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith, even our faith. Nothing with God is impossible to those who can believe, who can believe. And I know all things work together for the good to those who love the Lord, who are the called according to His purpose, who stand and believe. That they'll see the salvation of the Lord, our God, with whom nothing is too difficult. And I know, I know, deep within my heart, oh Lord, I know. This is the victory that overcomes. The world, even our faith, even our faith. Nothing with God is impossible to those who can believe. Lord, I believe, and I know all things work together for the good to those who love the Lord, who are the cause. Know that everything's gonna be all right. 
God's got a handle on it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Man, if you know it, boy, it just stirs you up. I don't always know here, but I always know here. And I, I'm so honored, and I, I've got friends here from 30 years ago, 25, 30 years ago, and a precious man of God, Edgar Bailey, that uh, sweet Jesus. And, uh, man, I just couldn't believe you could preach and someone would a- actually get you a motel room. He had to teach me that. I thought you mean people get you a motel room? I thought you were supposed to sleep in your car. I didn't know. Amen. Hallelujah. So I had to have some brainwashed. And we got time for that. I'll sing a little. You know, whatever you do, get your brainwashed while you're here. Amen. You know it needs it. Hallelujah. You can shout it out. I'll get off my soapbox. Some of you have just been trying to ox it all. Trying to get enough cheer. I'll quit. (laughs) Well, I used to be a sinner in the worst degree. About as mean and rotten as I could be. Everybody thought that I was normal till... I got born again When everybody saw that there'd been a change Most of them thought that it was something strange A few of them believed that I'd been hypnotized Or gone insane They said he got brainwashed Oh Lord, I've been brainwashed I've gone overboard I've been brainwashed And I sure am glad Cause my brain needed washing real bad Amen And 
Now every day with Jesus is a joy to me. I'm not as mean and nasty as I used to be. Still I'm far from perfect, so I have to read my Bible every day. And when I do, I know that he renews my mind. Takes a hunk of junk and makes it something fine. When anybody asks me how I got this way, I just smile and say, I got brainwashed. Oh, Lord, I've been brainwashed. I've gone overboard. I've been brainwashed. I sure am glad because my brain needs to wash real bad. Sing it with me. Brainwashed. Oh, Lord, I've been brainwashed. I've gone overboard. I've been brainwashed. And I sure am glad because my brain needs to wash real bad. I said my brain needs to wash real bad. I said my brain needed washing real bad. Needed washing real bad. Amen. Whoever. <laughs> Am I going to help you? Oh, man. We're going for the big one. What is that? Oh, man. In honor of our general manager, David Hardesty here, who retired from Sears, we thought we should buy all craftsmen items. <laughs> so this here is a craftsman electric blower vac, 12 amps, 225 miles per hour. Anybody got a bark for me? Okay. And Dave Hinton is going to grab the name. Oh, you got your mic. Wow, I never dreamed. That's awesome. Oh, no, it says Carl Taylor. Carl Taylor, come on up. Carl. Carl Taylor from Arizona. Awesome. But I go to, I'm a first year student here and I work with the guys at the mission. So. Congratulations. I'm, I'm going to give it to them so uh, it'll help them with their chores every week. I, I purposely chose a larger item now. If some of you traveled by airplane and it won't go on luggage or it's just too big, we just want to encourage you to sew. Wayne is holding up his hand, so, you know, there's plenty of people to, to go around, right? <laughs> yeah, so, okay, and, um, okay, and now our president and founder of Karis Bible College and the ministry, here's Andrew Womack. Praise the Lord. Man, it's exciting to see everybody here. We got a good group. How many of you, this is your first men's advance, CBC men advance that you've been to? Wow. How many of you have been here before? You're outnumbered. Man, it's exciting to see everybody. And you know, Gary has already mentioned it, and as well as. Uh, uh, Brother Dave, but I believe that some of you came here really needing a 
touch from God, something special to happen, and I believe that we're going to see some awesome, awesome things happen. I would like to encourage you that, you know, the Lord is a gentleman. He will knock on your door. He will touch you. He will draw you, but he won't just steamroll you. And so my point is that you've got to open up your heart. And maybe some of you came in and you've been hurting so bad that you didn't even enter into praise and worship. That's not the right way to do it. You know, you need to offer a sacrifice of praise. You need to start worshiping God by faith. And when you take that one step of faith towards God, then God will respond back to you. So I just want to encourage you. We're going to have, I don't know, we got two services uh, in the morning and workshops. So, but anyway, we got another four or five services or something. And uh, I just encourage you to open up your heart and expect God to do something. You need to give Him something to work with. Amen. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. So unfold your arms, open up your heart, and let God do something special in your life, and it'll be awesome. You know, we've already mentioned Lance Welgen over here. He was on our television program uh, this week or last week or something and gave his testimony. And some of you saw Scott Forsythe's uh, testimony. He was the young man that had an eating disorder, and he saw Nikki Oshinsky's testimony. Any of you remember that one? Well, we got Scott's dad here. Where is John? He's here someplace. Stand up, John. Let everybody... He saw him on television. He was part of that testimony. And we've got Mike uh, Hesh. Is he here tonight? Is Mike here? Here's Mike. He's the one that was just on yesterday that had the big cancer on his chest. Isn't that a praise the Lord? Did any of you see that program? Wasn't that awesome? I tell you, if you haven't seen that, of course, all of these are available on DVD, and then also we have them on our website, and you can go get those. We've also got Ashley Teredes here. He's the one that, uh, it was his daughter Hannah that was healed, the little girl over in England who was not given but just a day or two to live and had the tube in her stomach. Uh, did you all see that testimony? Wasn't that awesome? This is Ashley. Stand up, Ashley. Praise the Lord. And Ashley and his wife Carly work in our third year program, and they're, they're uh, on staff here. Boy, they are a super blessing. Also, is Ken Wood here? He's one of my employees, but he, he works in the morning, I think, on the phone center. Is Ken in here? Or maybe he works at night. He might be back there working. But anyway, Ken in Virginia. Does anybody know? Is he back there now? Okay, thank you. So anyway, uh, he will be around. But isn't this awesome to have these people with these great testimonies? And, and I encourage you, as I had these people stand up, you ought to visit with them and just ask them. And some of you that haven't really seen a miracle before or something, you've seen some now. These are some miraculous things. And there's a lot of people here. You know, one of the things that happens at these meetings is you just don't know who you're sitting next to. And... Gary mentioned this, but you know, fellowship is an important part of everything. But these meetings, really, fellowship is really, really important. And you will be surprised who God sits you next to. And they may not dress the way that you do or look the way that you do or smell the way that you do. But you know what? It's, it's really supernatural how God puts people together. And I just encourage you to open up your heart. The Scripture says that to have friends a man must show himself friendly. 
And so you need to, uh, you know, just reach out to some of these people. And we have some of the greatest people that I know in this room, some of the people that I've known for a long, long period of time. And, uh, and one of the important parts of what's going to happen this week are the people that you're around. And so like Gary mentioned, we're going to have a time for fellowship back here. Uh, food, we encourage you to please take advantage of this. And this is going to be an important part of what God does here. It happens every single year that people's lives get changed through these associations. And so it's going to be good. The teaching of the Word is going to be good, but also this fellowship is important, so please take advantage of it. And also let me just mention real quickly that I know that a lot of you have heard me on television and you may have come to receive the teaching from me, and I've got something for you. Amen? I believe we're going to have a great time. But all of these other ministers are really well qualified. And I don't want anybody skipping out on a session because you came to hear me. God knew that these other guys were going to be speaking. And if he led you here, I believe that they have something for you too. (laughs) You know, we have Barry Bennett over here. Barry, stand up, Barry. Let everybody see you. Praise the Lord. Barry leads our third year program in the Bible college, and I tell you, he's powerful. He was a missionary, he and his uh, wife in uh, Chile, and has been very effective. I was walking through our production one day, and one of our CBC students that works in production, she stopped me and she says, you used to be my favorite teacher, but now Barry Bennett is my favorite teacher. And she says, boy, he's powerful, and says, I don't know whatever you're paying him, but you ought to double it. That's what she told me. And then it was just a week or two that I came walking through and she says, you used to be my favorite teacher, but Barry became my favorite teacher. And she says, now Arthur is my favorite teacher. So this is Arthur. Stand up, Arthur, and let everybody see Arthur. And Arthur is from South Africa and just uh, recently has moved here. And uh, he's a regular instructor in our Bible college, and I tell you, it's, it's awesome. So anyway, we have some great uh, ministers there. And then also Daniel Amstutz, I think uh, Gary mentioned him, but Daniel will be doing some praise and worship in the mornings, and also he's going to be teaching, aren't you? Not this time. All right, so forget that. He's just going to do praise and worship. But Daniel is a real blessing, and Daniel has been around for a long time. Matter of fact, it was probably, what, 20-something, 30 years ago that Daniel went to uh, Atlanta with me, and we held a meeting at the Omni Hotel downtown Atlanta and had about 11 people show. And he, he praised God just like the place was full, and I preached like the place was full. And it's, but we've known each other a long time, and you're going to love Daniel and his ministry. It'll be good. And then also Jim Ertle, who is the one that does all of our partner development. He also controls all of our, um, out, well, what do you call it? The look of the ministry, the printing, the publications department, uh, our magazine that we put out and all of these kind of things. And Jim has been around the block. He worked with uh, CBN, Oral Roberts, and God brought him here uh, just to help us. He's been a tremendous blessing. And he's going to be teaching one of the workshops, Right. All right, so stand up, Jim, so everybody can see Jim Ertle. Praise the Lord. And, of course, you've heard uh, Dave Hinton. How many of you, this is your first time to hear Brother Dave Hinton? Praise God, a bunch of you. I tell you, he's awesome, and his uh, music is really, really good. He's got a lot of CDs with him, and I guess we've got, do we have my materials over there? 
I hadn't even been back there, but uh, we've got my materials. Jim, do you have your book out here? He's got it. Jim Ertle just put out a brand new book that I read, and it was one of the best books that I've ever read on family. And so anyway, that's really good. We've got all of those materials. Arthur, do you have your stuff here? And Barry Bennett, do you have any stuff? Oh, do they have some of your things over there? So anyway, please check this out because an important part of the whole thing will not only be what you get here, but it'll be all these materials that you can take at home. You know, every book that you get is just like having a little uh, preacher that goes with you. You know, I've, I've just, uh, I used to travel and do a lot of things, but I, praise God, I've gotten to the place that I have all of these materials and all of my books translated into these different languages, and I've just gotten to a place now that I won't go to a place where I don't have materials in those languages because even though people get touched and blessed at that one meeting, it's just over. And then, I mean, it may introduce them to the Lord and it may open up and it may develop, but, you know, it's just... It's frustrating to just minister to people one time and then it's gone. And now I, I have all of these books like we were just in China and we were able to give every person that came to my meetings in China a set of four of my books translated into Mandarin Chinese and give it to them. And man, I'm so excited because now those books are just going and spreading and who knows what's happening. Those are just like leaving little preachers there. We left hundreds and hundreds of books in China and uh, it was exciting. Had the police chase us. <laughs> Had to dodge the police and hide. And you know what? I, the Lord really blessed because I got to meet a man in China who had been in prison for 10 years, had been beaten, tortured, wouldn't give up his faith, maintained his relationship with the Lord. And normally they won't let Westerners meet him because it's too dangerous. He would be exposed and he could be found out. But uh, God just blessed me and I got to meet with this man and about 150 of his leaders. And this man, he's been out of prison now for 20 years and he has started 200,000 churches. Not, not 200 or 2,000, but 200,000 churches. And I got to meet this guy and visit with him. And then I ministered to his leadership on the grace of God. And they were so impacted by it that afterwards they said, would you please come and train these 200,000 pastors of these churches? Man, what an opportunity. And it's just really overwhelming. But God gave us contacts in Singapore and in Hong Kong. We've got people right now that are mobilizing to go over there and we're going to start training people in those two places and then sending them back in and teaching them how to establish uh, Bible schools in all of these provinces and train these people. And it's going to take us a while, but praise God, I believe we're going to get to train 200,000 Chinese pastors. That's awesome. Praise God. And, you know, we won't do it tonight, but sometime during this week, I really would like Gary or someone, we, we need to really emphasize that some of you are looking for a way to serve God and you just don't know how to do it. We need people. We are looking for people that we can train and send out. And that's what our Bible school is all about, is raising up leaders. And God may be leading some of you to be a part of our Bible school. So we will be talking about that and encouraging you. But, uh, boy, what an opportunity. And we have opportunities like this all over the world. Wendell, 
uh, Parr, for those of you that have been here before, he, he has always ministered at our men's advance. I guess not always, but at least for the last uh, six, seven years or something like that. And Wendell couldn't be here because he's in South Africa. We're just opening up our second Bible school in South Africa. He's in Durban, South Africa now. Uh, ministering, and we've got Bible schools all over the world. I think we have 18 now, and we have another four or something come out, maybe six in the next year. We've got opportunities in Switzerland, Germany. Um, I forget where, where, anyway, all over. And it's it's awesome. And uh, we just need people. And, you know, one of the good things that happens is people come into our Bible school one way, Average, if you can use that terminology, nobody really is average. Every one of us were made special by God. But people come in, and as far as their outward thing, they've never seen themselves doing anything special. We see people come into our Bible college one way, and when they leave, they're transformed. We see it happen every single time. And there are some of you thinking, well, man, I, you know, I'm not called into ministry. Or, you don't know what you're called to. When you sit under the Word four hours a day, five days a week for two or three years, it changes you. It really does. You know, I've used this example and I always forget. I've been told, but anyway, I forget. It's either the ants or the bees. I forget which one it is, but they just take a regular worker ant or bee. It's a bee. And it's just, it's just an average bee. It's not a special one. And it depends on the diet they give it. And if they give it this royal jelly, it turns into the queen of the hive and it becomes the one that the whole thing uh, centers around. And you know what? It's really that way. You can just be a quote-unquote average person, but you sit under the Word of God and you get a... Steady diet of the Word of God, and it just transforms your life. You will be different. And so I want to encourage you again. I just nearly made a pitch for that tonight. I wasn't planning on doing it, but we will be promoting it and encouraging it. And I believe that there's a lot of you right here uh, that may desire to come and be a part of this. You know, David Hill is here someplace. Where's David? Right here. David Hill is the guy that he came to this men's advance, I don't know how many years ago, Pastor Steve brought him from Hayes, Kansas, and uh, Dave came here without an education. I think, didn't you have to get a GED while he was here to be able to graduate? And I mean, he had uh, had all kinds of problems. I forget all of them, but anyway, uh, I know it was a miracle for him to graduate, to come here and graduate. When he walked across this stage, the thing erupted and people started praising God. Transformed man, totally changed. And he's now working and doing some things, told me he's going to get to be a chaplain for some type of a, uh, a deal. And it's just amazing how God can take you uh, when, when your life has just been devastated and turn it around. Nothing is impossible. Amen? Isn't that awesome? Let's turn over here to 1 Timothy chapter 5. I'm going to give you an opportunity this evening to give. Here's somebody that's excited about giving. I go to one church in Florida, and every time they say that we're going to receive an offering, everybody goes, hoot, hoot. And the first few times I didn't understand, I had to ask. And they, they said, well, we give a hoot about giving around here. 
And it came from something in their background. And anyway, every time they receive an offering, everybody goes, who? But here in 1 Timothy chapter 5, I'm going to use a passage of Scripture that may surprise you to talk about offering. But this is talking about um, taking care of the widows that are in the body of Christ. And, of course, this is before they had a welfare system or a social system. And I tell you, even though we have social systems today, I think it's still the responsibility of the body of Christ to take care of our own. And I don't think that the government does it near as well as what we could do it. And so, anyway, this is talking about these um, taking the widows into the number. But it, as it's discussing this in verse 16, this is 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 16. It says, If any man or woman that believes have widows, let them relieve them, and let not the church be charged that it may relieve them that are widows indeed. In other words, the church, he was saying, should only be responsible for taking care of widows that don't have anybody else to help them. But if they have family members, then the family should help them. And it said... Um, did I miss this? Anyway, where does it say that if you don't provide for your own, especially for those of your own house, I missed it. All right, let's go back up to verse 8. It says, But if any provide not for his own, especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. And so basically this is talking about that the church should only take responsibility for those who are truly destitute and don't have any family members, but you're supposed to provide for your own, especially for those of your own house. And uh, I don't know uh, how you feel about this, but I still feel that God gave a responsibility to the man to provide for the family. And our society is changing to where nearly, I'd say most houses, or certainly a large percentage of the houses, the wife shares equally in uh, bringing in the finances, and I'm not here to make a comment on this, but I'm saying that most guys feel a responsibility for providing for their family. You, I know that when Jamie and I were going through financial problems, man, it just, the worst thing about the whole thing was not me, because I went through Vietnam and lived on sea rations and lived in a bunker and slept outside on a rock. It didn't take me much for me, but boy, when I saw Jamie and my kids struggling, it just bothered me because I, I, I believe it's something that God put on the inside of a man that you are supposed to take care of your own. And that's what this is referring to. If you don't provide for your own, especially for those of your own house, you are worse than an infidel. That's a strong statement. So I'm bringing this out to say that I believe that God has put this in the heart of men that you feel responsible for your family and for providing for the needs of people. And you know what, even though that's good and that is a part of it, part of what God has called us to do is to take leadership in the home. And He also told us that the reason He caused us to prosper, look at this verse in Ephesians chapter 4, in verse 28, it says, Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. The reason the Lord told us to work, it's obvious that yes, we have needs and we have to provide for those of our own house. But did you know that God told us to labor working with our hands so that we would have money to give to Him that needs? 
The reason to work is so that you can bless other people. This is a new wrinkle in some people's brain. Most people actually believe that the reason you work is because I've got needs and I've got to take care of all of these kind of things. And it is true that God does want you to work and labor with your own hands, but He said the reason He wants you to do this is so that you can have to give to Him that needs. Did you know that this is not the attitude of most people? And again, I'm talking primarily to the ones that God gave the responsibility to provide. We all have this innate or inborn sense on the inside of us, a responsibility that we need to provide for our families. But the Lord here also said that we are working so that we can have to give to Him that needs. You put this together with Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18, and it says that you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He that gives you the power to get wealth, that He may establish His covenant. The reason God has prospered you and given you the ability to get wealth is so that you can establish His covenant here in this earth. Put that together with 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8. And it says, God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound unto every good work. You know, here's three scriptures and there's others, but the scripture says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. Here's three scriptures that says the reason you should be working is not just to meet your needs, but so that you can establish the kingdom, so that you can have to give to others, so that you can abound unto every good work. And man, I'm telling you that God not only has anointed you to help provide for your family, but He specifically has prospered you and given you this ability to get wealth so that you can be a giver and bless other people. And an important part of what a man is supposed to do, we're supposed to be providing an example for our family. We're supposed to be leading them. And I guarantee you, we've got so many people today that give their kids all kinds of stuff. So much stuff that the kids forget it after a while. they got so much stuff they don't even know what to do with. And yet they haven't necessarily given them the example of giving. I'm just saying these things to say that, you know, part of our leadership in the home is that we are supposed to be showing our family that prosperity isn't just about all of the things that we have, but it's having enough supply so that we can be a blessing to be a giver. And most guys... Honestly, it's not that they're against giving. They would give if they had all of their needs and all of their wants and all of their things already dealt with. And if you have enough, well, then I'll be glad to give once I get everything I want. That's not what the Scripture says. It says to seek first the kingdom of God. And i just like to encourage you tonight when it comes to giving that I encourage you to put first the kingdom of God to recognize that these scriptures say the reason God has prospered you is not just to get your supply, your needs met, but it's so that you can be a blessing. And I know that there's some of you that think, if I was to do that, who would take care of me? God. Matthew 6.33, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things. You know what the things are? Matthew chapter 6. It's what you eat, where you sleep, what you're clothed with. Brothers, I can tell you, God will take care of you better than you would take care of yourself. 
If it seems like you've got more month than you have money, that your money runs out before the month does, then it's because you are the one that's responsible for all of your finances. But when you get to where you're putting first the kingdom of God, God starts a supernatural flow of finances towards you. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 10 that God gives seed to sowers. If you are a sower, if you are a person like these other verses, that you are establishing the kingdom, you're having to give to others who need, that you are abounding unto every good work. And if that is truly your mentality, when God can get it through you, He will get it to you. And if you will put first the kingdom of God, God will take care of your needs better than you've been taking care of your needs. If your finances aren't flowing well, it's because God doesn't see you as a giver. He sees you as an eater. Givers have to eat too. So I'm not saying that you don't use money for yourself. God wants you to take care of yourself and take care of your family. But your heart ought to be that, God, I want to be a giver. And when God can find a giver, a person who is more concerned about being a blessing than he is about being blessed, then God will bless your socks off. I really believe that. And so as we give tonight, I just wanted to encourage you with these things, that this is part of our responsibility is that we need to get this revelation, we need to start operating in it, and part of providing for your family is giving this spiritual example and showing them about what the real purpose of money is for. It's not just so that you can have bigger and better everything. It's so that you can be a blessing. So tonight we're going to give you an opportunity to be a blessing. Did you know we put these meetings on this men's advance? Started. We've got Linus Lefevre over here. Wave, Linus. He's the first director of our Bible school. And Linus, and we came up with this men's advance. This is a way of our students raising finances for their missions trips. We spend over $300,000 a year sending our students around the world. They have to do this to graduate the second year program, and they don't pay for their missions deal. What we do is teach them that money follows ministry. You minister to people, and God will supply your needs. And so this is one of the things that our students put on. You're going to have a lot of students here ministering to you and helping you and blessing you and fixing food and serving and ushering and doing everything. And this is part of what they do. And these offerings come into our missions fund and they help us to be able to send these students around the world. So you will be sowing into a person's life and helping change their life forever. Isn't that awesome? Praise God. If you would like an offering envelope, if you'll hold your hand up, we've got one of our ushers that will get, give you an envelope. This is for cash giving. If you want to give by cash and get a tax-deductible receipt for it, fill this out in English, not in tongues, and we'll get you a receipt. Also, if you would like to give by credit card, there is a place on this envelope that you can use for giving uh, by a credit card. We don't encourage people to give money they don't have, but if you just use it for convenience and pay it off, that's great. Amen. If you're giving by a check, you can make it out to Andrew Womack Ministries or AWM. And the information on the check should be sufficient. Still got people with their hands up, so I'll give you a minute here to get an envelope.
I just had um, someone giving me a testimony today about how they came here and had $20 in their pockets. Let's see, who was this? It was a great testimony. But they had $20 in their pocket. They gave 10 the very first night. And then the next day, I took another offer, and they weren't planning on that. And they had spent 50 cents on something, so all they had was $9.50 left, and they decided to give $9 in the second offering. And as they were getting ready to give, he noticed a person kind of sitting over there next to him, and he still had money in his pocket because he could see his billfold and money was was uh, sticking out of it. And he thought, God, why do you always have me give everything I've got? And these other people are going home with money. And the Lord says, watch this. He says, I'm going to bless you. And, uh, oh, it was uh, Mark Abernathy. That's who it was. Is Mark here? But anyway, Mark and his wife had just moved here from uh, Chicago and they were wanting to go to Bible college and didn't even have enough money to go to Bible college and they were struggling. Now he's the one that does all of my radio programs and makes all of our CDs and things. And anyway, he gave all of this money and the next day, the newspaper here in Colorado Springs called and wanted to feature his business in the business section and gave him, who knows, tens of thousands of dollars worth of free publicity and his business just took off and everything turned around. So anyway, I just want to encourage you. God's going to bless you. It doesn't matter uh, what your situation is. God will bless those who put Him first. Father, we love you and we thank you for the Word of God. Thank you for these truths. And Father, I pray for these men, not for our offering. Father, I believe you're going to supply our need. But I pray that you would bless these men. Father, I pray that every one of us would accept the responsibility you've given us to provide and to not only provide for our family, but for the kingdom of God. That this is why you cause us to prosper, so that we can have to give to him that needs. And Father, we just accept that responsibility. And I ask you to bless these men as they give. And Father, if somebody is giving sacrificially and giving everything that they've got, Father, I pray that you just supernaturally bless this back to every person. And we thank you, Father, believe for a supernatural increase. And we sow this into these, these missions programs, into the life of our students. Believe that as they go and affect people and then as their life get changed, Father, I thank you that all of that blessing that comes through this offering comes back to these givers that they are blessed supernaturally, and we agree and receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. You can receive the offering.